0: Welcome to the Element 3 Church Growth Group Leader Podcast. I'm Mike Overstreet, the Director of Growth Groups at E3. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how to use spiritual disciplines in your growth group to promote spiritual growth and bonding together. Now, first, let me define what a spiritual discipline is. The spiritual disciplines are activities, actions, or regular practices that have, over the course of time, been used consistently. In spirituality to grow spiritually and connect people to God. So these have a long history in the church's tradition. They've been used for as long as the church has existed. And in recent history, especially for Protestantism, they've kind of been neglected or many of them forgotten. I think it was an overreaction to a lot of what Protestants viewed as a more formalized and maybe inauthentic form of prayer that they saw in more liturgical churches. And what they basically did was they just boiled down prayer to just a conversation between me and God, which is a valuable tool, praying to God for something in a relational way. But it's not the only form of spiritual discipline, and we've often convinced ourselves that this is the only kind of spiritual activity or prayer that we can participate in. And really, the spiritual disciplines over the history of the church have been far more diverse than that. There are just many that are used and have always been used that connect people to God in powerful ways. There are individual ones, things like meditation, contemplation, solitude, fasting, Sabbathing. And then there are more corporate ones like worship and service and communion. And these are all great things to introduce to your group and to use in your group and to teach people in your group how to do. And they can be a great way to do a number of things spiritually within the context of a small group. They're a powerful way to hear God in a new way. So a lot of people, for example, think of prayer only as talking. But teaching someone to do a prayer that's about listening, about silence, about solitude, lets you hear God in a way that maybe they haven't before, which can be a powerful experience. Using different spiritual disciplines can also be an excellent way to mix up your meeting's rhythm. People can get used to and comfortable with the normal rhythms of the group. And having the group time end or begin with a new discipline can be a great way to introduce something fresh and new and just to, to excite in the, or excite the group with something more spiritually unique. Another thing that it can do is promote deeper reflection. It can be a time for silence within group where people take the conversation you just have and just sit with it and see what comes in that silent moment. They can be a great way, like I said, to introduce and teach attendees how to pray, how to pray in different ways. I think we often tell ourselves that there's only one way that we can pray, and this has often led people to not pray at all when they don't connect with things like intercession or with different forms of speaking prayers. And instead, there's this diverse group of prayers. There's this diverse way of engaging God that maybe they will connect to more, and maybe they just haven't thought of it as an option yet. So introducing spiritual disciplines in the group can be a great way to introduce someone to a prayer practice that might change them forever. And lastly, it's a great way to bond your group together with a shared activity, whether that be service or meditation together or Sabbathing together or retreats. And it can also be a great way for you as a leader to be, a, to be creative to really challenge yourself to think of a new way to restructure the group, to play with it, and to have fun with it. Now, for the rest of the episode, we're just going to talk about a couple of the spiritual disciplines that I've used in my growth group that have been powerful, just to give you some ideas and to maybe get the wheels turning. So my favorite one is a form of listening prayer in which we read scripture. So what I have people do, and I usually use this to end the time, is I've picked a scripture beforehand that kind of speaks to the topic. And I have people close their eyes, take a couple deep breaths, try to get centered. And then I read that scripture over them. And I ask them to sit with it for a minute in silence after I'm done reading and just process what comes to mind. And then as they feel called, starting with me, I just say out loud and then they say out loud what came to their mind in a short sentence. So if we're talking about, let's say, poverty, I'll read a Bible verse about caring for the poor and then we'll have a minute or two of silent reflection and breathing and then people will just start speaking what came to their heart and it's usually going to be a challenge that they felt, a conviction, or it might be just a summary of what they heard God say to them that night. And this can just be a powerful experience uh, for your group to kind of process together and to hear God speak and to wrap up your time together. Now, Another one is a form of using prayer in imagination. It's a form of the Ignatian prayer. So I'll pick a story about Jesus, for example, let's say a healing. And what I'll ask the group to do again is to close their eyes. And then you read through it twice. First, you read through it as just the story where Jesus comes, he heals a blind beggar or something like that. And then the second time through, you challenge them to find themselves in the person being healed. And you read it through from a perspective of them at the center of the story. You change the wording, however, make it more personal. And then you say, for the next minute or two, we're going to sit in silence and reflect on where you need to be healed. Reflect on where Jesus, as you were sitting in your mind, imagining the story playing out, what emotions came to your mind? And let's reflect on those. And once again, this is just a new way for them to pray together and to engage scripture and to practice a discipline that connects them to God. Another one that we use often in our group is gratitudes just having a time in group to go through and practice the the spiritual discipline of being grateful, of repeatedly every day writing down gratitudes and sharing them with one another. So we sometimes do this at the end of group, but we've also done it over Slack before, our messaging app, where each day each member is challenged to put two or three gratitudes into the app so that we all can practice a regular daily habit of trying to build upon our gratefulness. Another great one is communion. I always encourage growth groups to regularly practice communion. You don't need a pastor to do this. You can just get your group together, read one of Paul's scriptures or the account of Jesus at the Last Supper talking about communion, and then serve each other the bread and the wine. And this can just be a really powerful spiritual experience for your group. Another great one is confession. And this is scary, and I don't recommend it for new groups. But as your group has really gotten comfortable together, we have sometimes taken 15 minutes at the end of the group to separate into pairs. And I always just, I word this as challenging them to share the last 10%. In other words, what is the last 10% of your life that you're struggling with right now that you just really don't feel comfortable sharing to a whole group setting? But instead, you pair up and you just talk with the other person about what you're struggling with. And you promise confidentiality in these pairings. So these people can practice what it means to say something to someone else that they are afraid to tell for judgment, receive grace in return, and then trust that it won't leave that that relationship. Next, there is, uh, and I'm just going to go faster through these last ones, but there's things like fasting, which we've done for Lent this year. Our group all fasted together. And it could be food, but it could also be things like social media or Netflix or anything that you think would be powerful as a, as a surrender over the course of a, a short season. You can do a Bible study or a devotional together. Once again, I always recommend this to even over a Slack app. You could post every day a devotional and just have five to ten minutes where the whole group responds to it and what they got out of it. You can also do service, which we always encourage our groups to do. Serve together in some sort of local project. And there are many more. This is just the beginning of it. Um, There are things like retreat, going away together as a group into a silent place for a weekend. There are things like Sabbathing together, unplugging and as a group going out and exploring or just spending time together in a quiet, peaceful moment. And what I would recommend is this book called Spiritual Disciplines Handbook by Adele Calhoun, C-A-L-H-O-U-N. And it's just a great book with a almost like I think it's like over a hundred possible different spiritual disciplines and what they look like and how to do them and some great guides for what it might look like in a group or in an individual setting. So I recommend that book, check it out, see what strikes you and then use it. And above all, be creative, have fun, overcome the fear of trying something new and don't be afraid of trial and error. With a lot of these practices, your group will respond as if it's weird at first But as they get used to this new form of prayer or spiritual practice, they will actually really grow to enjoy it. That's been my experience, and it can be a powerful way to bond your group and to grow together.